and welcome to Blades Pod. It is Monday, the 31st of October. My name's Ben, and on the line is Andrew. How you doing, mate? Very good, mate. How are you? I'm very good as well. I was going to try and come up with a, a spooky nickname for you, like you know, like people do on Twitter, like the, the like the Simpsons creators used yeah. to do. Well, those were a first yeah, name, yeah, but, yeah. Um, I couldn't. Maybe maybe listeners can do that. But um, it don't is... you treat yourself far for me neither. So if my dog starts barking, um, <laughs> that'll be why, and I will be ignoring them. So. <laughs> 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 it is absolutely cobbing it down right it now. It is. In, uh, Delighted when in... I were coming out from work and saw that rain. <laughs> <laughs> That'll stop the buggers coming That'll to my door. Yeah. <laughs> I need all the sweets for tomorrow when I go to Bristol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it is Halloween, but there was very little to be afraid of for the Blaze defence this weekend. Woo. Apart from yeah. um, uh, a few moments of uh, hairiness from Adam Davis, perhaps. But... Uh, the Blades go to West Brom. The Blades depart West Brom with a very welcome three points. Our first win in seven games. Huge relief. Uh, what, what, uh, what did you think of that? Relief is the word, I think. I got a, more of a spring in my step after it. Uh, we needed a win. We had just any, I, you know, Even if it had been 1-0 and they'd have had 50 shots at goal and we'd have had one, mm. I'd have taken snatch your hand off for that. Cause we just needed that win. Um, and it has, you know, it stopped the rot, and you've got to hope that we can push on from it. I think there was still some concerning bits about the performance, but we're definitely the better side in the game. Um, I was surprised at how bad. Obviously, I watched this with you. Mm. So how bad West Brom were? We're staggering, really. I mean, they're not a bad side on paper, and they were, they were probably the worst side we played this season, which I keep saying every week. <laughs> <by the way. laughs> well, I was, I was thinking similar actually earlier when sort of putting some notes together for this. Is like they definitely, I mean. They definitely were worse than, uh, you know, Blackpool, for example. Um, I just think of some other team. Birmingham, I would say, gave us a, a, a tougher game. There's so, I mean, I, I've actually I just brought up the sort of the the standard stats for this game, and it it sort of looks like we smashed and grabbed it. If you just look at that, you know, they had yeah, more yeah. shots, more shots on target, sixty five percent possession, but that really doesn't tell the story of the game at all because. I thought once we got two 0 up, we just it was a you know here's how to defend a two goal lead, which obviously we didn't yeah, do yeah. against Blackpool. Norwich didn't do against us last week. Um, yeah, I thought we played it perfectly, to be honest. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, very uh, similar to those uh, those those three wins that we got away from home in a week uh, way back when, two um, month ago. So mm. yeah, it's just like right, we're ahead. Uh, you know, you can shoot from twenty five yards all you want. Um, and you can have to work extremely hard to actually get a proper chance of goal, which, yeah, they, they pretty much didn't write until in injury time where they sort of, uh, Ahmed Ozic kind of blocked one right on the line, which wasn't even really like a proper shot, was it? It was just sort of diverted in the direction of goal. But, yeah, I I, I was pretty confident we could win this one, uh, even even with the sort of, well, I don't know, I, I thought we played... Um, I thought we played well against Norwich um, and obviously hadn't mm. played well in some of those other games, but I was still pretty confident. Mm. West Brom, as you said, like the the disparity between their like on-paper <laughs> skill levels and what they play like is is staggering. I mean, this is obviously the first game for the new manager, Carlos Corberan, who uh, did really, really well at Huddersfield and then... Uh, departed them and is available because it uh, went to Forrest's feeder club basically or however mm. Forrest's definitely not money laundering associated club Olympiacos and um, has become available again and so I was I was thought 
I was sort of expecting them to pick up a little bit in this game. They have won a game already under since yeah. Bruce left, I think. But um, no, they were so basic. I thought really, just kind of. Uh, I was almost frustrated on their behalf at how pathetic they were at attacking. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, just shots from fifty thousand yards out, basically, is all, all they had. And obviously, we will go. I don't want to just criticise them and, and overlook, you know, what we did well. But yeah, I. I thought this was going to be a really difficult game because of the new manager and because you look at the squad and you think, yeah, you know what, they've got some good players and really, really poor. And considering, like, I mean, this is not just a, a new thing for West Brom, neither. They ended last season, obviously, absolutely, terribly. They've got so, worse since they sacked Ishmael. They've got yeah. worse. In, I mean, I, however you first, want to measure it. I were quite worried about this game as well because I watched, I think West Brom were on TV for the first three games of the season. They played Millsborough away. Watford at home and Burnley away, I think it was, something like that. And they were the best team in every one of them. And they, and they only got two points or whatever it was. And I was like, mm, these are in a false position. They're going to get it together. But as you said, they just, you just, I suppose it just shows what confidence can do. If your confidence gets lower and lower and lower, they're the sort of performances you're putting in. Mm. Yeah, I'm just looking at their team now. I mean, there's, there's a number of players here who would probably get in our starting eleven, to be honest. I mean, I mm. think I think Jed Wallace would get in ahead of Flake. I think Dion Garner we'd, we'd make room for somewhere. Uh, yeah, Carl and, yeah, yeah. Carl and Grant would probably be, you know, first change striker after uh, after McBurney yeah. and Jai. Uh, even even you know Furlong might be welcome at the moment with uh, some of the other injuries we're picking up, which obviously we're going to get onto again yeah. later on. But um, yeah, I just thought uh, you know they they look like a side that are still trying to I don't know just like relying on basically polishing a football with a towel. And hurling into the box and hoping for the best, and uh, we're a, we're a lot bigger than we were when we went there last last year. And um, yeah, I mean McBurney, he obviously scored a fantastic goal, which we'll get onto. But I thought that was absolutely comical in the first half. He must have headed it away like six or seven times from their set <laughs> yeah. pieces. I mean, yeah. it felt like they had a billion corners, and it was almost like they were aiming specifically for McBurney every single time. Yeah. And obviously we know he's good at that. I liked obviously Mick McCarthy were doing the the commentary, mm. and he was like, "See, it's not just about attacking, you know. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> he's in both boxes and all that it's in a way." And uh, but yeah, I mean, I thought Endai was the best player on the park by quite a distance. But mm. I think if anyone came close to him, well, Doyle were good as well. But I think McBurney, I think both of those two were really, really good in different ways. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to McBurney's goal. I mean. We we take the lead after eleven minutes. Thought we started pretty well, you know. Uh, Norwood kind of fizzed one over, well, miles over the pole, yeah, <laughs> and then we got gone better actually. It, yeah, it, it certainly it wasn't a, it wasn't a good chance, but it was a certainly like, why did you do that? <laughs> like, I know you're much better <laughs> at shooting than that. I mean, I know you don't score that many goals, but you don't have yeah. to miss by quite that much. And then we get the uh, the brilliant classic commentary of like, oh, he's such a good such a good striker of a football. You know, should be should be better than that at shooting. Well, yes. Yeah, so yeah. We all know, but um, yeah. this first goal, I've seen loads of West Brom fans say, like, you know, after oh, a terrible defending yet again, gifted of him a goal. Can you find me the error in this in this goal? Like, where's the where's the bad defending? I think that obviously the fact that McBurney, I'm going to say, he dumbs it fantastically well. <laughs> uh, I think the the two players lining up for a shot, and I thought it looked really easy at the time, but. It all comes from that fantastic ball from Doyle. And then Baldock, who we've criticised a lot on the earth for his final ball, brilliant cross mm. back to, to get control of that. And I think we said in the pub that it's 
when he's got more time to think about it is when he sort of does the wrong option. This just you know instinctive first time straight across. And obviously, to be fair to McBurn, if you look at it back, he has gone behind him. It's not a total fluff like, as it looked at the time. Mm. And then Endai putting it in, and I suppose from their view, they'll be saying, well, there's three instances there where you could cut it out, and they didn't. Maybe, but uh, I, <laughs> I look at it. I mean, because we, we've scored some you know fairly straightforward goals this season, or, or goals where you can definitely point your finger at the defenders and go, whoa, you've you really gifted us that one. Um, but this one for me is just like really fast incisive football I mean yeah you mentioned that ball over uh, like over the top of the left back from um, uh, the left centre back sorry from uh, from Doyle a, f- a fantastic pass like he's sort of falling away from it and just lofts yeah. it up for Baldock to chase and then yeah absolutely can't can't credit this first time cross on the volley from, from Baldock in a fabulous ball um, McBurney does us all a favour by missing it if we're being honest because as, as you as you touched on there for him, that's by no means a good chance because it's like it's slightly behind him and he's going to have to volley it first time. So the fact he fresh airs it uh, and allows Njai to just stroll onto it and control it and casually slide it into the corner of the net was, uh, yeah, very pleasing indeed. And what is that? And it's what we needed. What we needed as well at that mm. point, obviously, a nice early goal to settle the nerves, obviously, and it shuts their crowd up with a new, uh, new manager as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then um, the second goal, again, uh, just owes so much to enjoy. It just turns away from their men on the halfway line. I'm, I'm immediately having Fulham away, Blackburn at home flashbacks. Mm. He dribbles to basically the edge of their box, passes to McBurney, who has one touch out of his feet and slides it into that same corner from the edge of the box. And Incredible finish. I think you were coming back with the drinks, weren't you, when this went in? I was, yeah. I was. I had I had my hands full of pint glasses. And, well, this uh, is, I think that's a sign that you should buy every round from, <laughs> from now on. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, Njai is amazing, and we saw that multiple times in this game. But I just want to mention with McBurney here, like... This to me is the the sort of the, the microcosm of how his game has come on in the last couple of months. Like that touch out of his feet, he knew that that was what he wanted to do before he received the ball. He was yeah. he was thinking immediately. Like as soon this pass, I'm not I'm not controlling it. I'm actually putting it in a position where my next touch is going to be a goal, and he executes it perfectly. You know, great touch, great shot. Just a it goes from the halfway line to the back of the net in seconds and. Those two at the moment are absolutely devastating, aren't they? And, and why yeah. it was so frustrating they didn't start against Norwich. This is the thing, isn't it? I mean, obviously that uh, Eckenbottom might turn around and say, "Look, all right, we've got a point at Norwich, a point against Norwich, and beat West Brom." I think we'd have taken four points from those two games. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I still wouldn't agree with that personally. I, I think. <laughs> We could have been sat here with six points from from two games that they'd have played. And like I say, Indai's going to get all the credit, and rightly so. He was the best player, and I don't want to overlook him, and I don't want to like not give him a, the, the credit that he deserves. But I also didn't want that Bernie to get overlooked in this performance because I thought his work rate and everything he was knackered at the end. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. Stayed, yeah, I'm surprised he stayed on as long as he. Well, he didn't, he didn't come off in fact, did he? No, I played uh, the full night. Yeah. Yeah, um, and his work rate was fantastic in both boxes and. Yeah, I'd like to say, it, it's, it, at the beginning of the season when he was scoring, we're like, oh, we scored another McVernie. <laughs> and now I'm all like, this guy at the moment is genuinely one of the best number nines in the in the entire championship. And, and the, the facts are there for themselves. I think seven goals in 14 starts, which is incredible. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised it's that many starts, to be honest. How many games have mm. played now? I've played, what, it might not 17? be starts, actually. It, it might be appearances. Not, yeah, it might be just appearances, actually. See, I've just read it off BBC. It just says 7 in 14. Yeah, it might, might be appearances then. I think he's... He's uh, got to be start the season, did not he? So, yeah, it has to be, yeah. I think goals, goals per minute is up... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll try and bring him up. We're looking, but um, yeah. Well, to- talking of you know, best. In fact, yeah, he is the. Where are we here? Yeah, he has the best goals per ninety in the championship by yeah quite a, quite a margin. Yeah, he's played he's played eight hundred and fifty eight minutes and uh, has scored seven goals. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good. And he's outperforming yeah. his expected goals as well, which is definitely not something he's done at any other stage in his United career. Which yeah, really really says it all. Well, you said. You said McBurney was, uh, you know, one of the best number nines in the championship. Illiman and Jaiman, find me, find me the better player in this league than this I kid. Saw an argument today between Sheffield United fans and Watford fans about him and Pedro, which is a massive compliment to Endai <laughs> no the fact kidding. that they were even arguing about that because Pedro obviously linked with Newcastle for thirty million, were it or something like that. So uh, he's up there. He's up there. And. It might need a full season uh, to to truly say he's the best player in the championship, but he's definitely in the in the debate. And we said uh, sort of the beginning of this season when the season first started, maybe after that Blackburn game. Oh, is he as good as Gibbs White? He's got the potential, absolutely for me at this moment. He needs the consistency still. He needs to carry on, mm. you know, performing like this. But I think his, his ceiling's higher than Gibbs White's. Yeah, I think it is as well. Yeah, do- and Jai is, is significantly ahead of Pedro on a lot of statistics, you know, just mm. like quickly clicking through a few here. I'm sure, you know, that guy has a obviously uh, a very good pedigree and, yeah, will we'll cost someone a lot of money. But, yeah, and, and Jai is just like just playing at a completely different level at the moment. And, yeah, there were a couple of moments in the second half particularly where he... <laughs> Sorry, I don't know whether you've seen the uh, the photo of Jake Livermore where yeah. it, it looks like a I don't know an optical illusion. I mean, I've used it in my latest pinch article actually, uh, uh, which is coming out I think on Friday. So keep an eye out for that. See if, if you haven't seen it. But yeah, um, do, you, do you want to just describe it for for anyone who's I've not done, seen it? Someone, I think someone said. Uh, I think the, the the tweet that I've used is someone saying he sent him for his big for, uh, for the big shop. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just sort of. I, can't, I don't know. It, it, it's almost like it's been photoshopped, <laughs> and and his legs so far out, he's just completely bamboozled him. Yeah, and Jai's practically a different postcode, and uh, yeah, Livermore was attempting to tackle him a few seconds earlier when he, it is that moment in the second half that you know I'd have put a clip out of today where it ends with yeah. uh, Osborne having having a pretty good shot at goal. It's quite late on this, and um, a defender gets in the way and, and blocks it. And then, um, yeah, there's there's another one where he, I mean, it's almost like he's he just gets bored and Jai, and he's like, right, I've done, you know, I've scored a great goal. I've, I've sorry, I've scored a goal. I've set one up with a great run. I've done a nice bit of skill. Now I'm just going to wrestle some big dude off the ball and then dribble away from three people on the halfway line because because why the hell not? That's just how good yeah. I am. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's all, I don't know. There's nothing flashy about and Jai. Is there? Like you know, he doesn't. It's not like a Ronaldo just, you know, throw out five or six stepovers just for the hell of it. He's yeah. Everything he does is to like move the ball into a better position, basically. And yeah, well, to, to coin a phrase that uh, Tusty Club and Red Off Sheffield use, uh, they used to say about Gibbs White flicks mm. and tricks, you know, where you, you know the back heels and stuff like that. He does it a few times and die, but he's more he's more direct and it's it's more purposeful. And I think that. Mm. 
as I, I think his his weakness last season was probably his finishing. He, he missed three or four really really good chances in the middle of last season. Then obviously he, he, he finished really well. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't look like he's going to miss now. <laughs> you know he's uh, he's, he's the the player on the pitch who I think looks like the most likely to score in every game that he plays. Yeah, when uh, I think he thought it was in in the, in the first half as well. We were already, I think mm. we we're already 2-0 up actually. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah and he, he times his run perfectly. Uh, defender gets back and it just nicks off a, a leg, doesn't it? And, and it's going in that, yeah. I, I, he definitely thought it was going in, judging by his reaction, yeah. And that uh, were fantastic as well because it might not look like anything. So he got the ball and he was sort of not clean through, but you know, you're thinking, you know, go faster, go faster. But they were so scared of him. There was, mm. I think there's three of them. Just backing off and backing off. I, I, you probably could have just run straight in the net. <laughs> <laughs> you just run straight through. But uh, yeah, uh, and yeah, fabulous. I mean, even in the in the second half where he went into midfield and we did lose his grip and stuff like that, he showed his work rate and he got up and mm. down and some good tackles. In. The way he dribbles, man, like at speed, it's so the ball just stays so close to his feet. Mm. It's, oh, he's, he's such a talent. I'm so. I feel like privileged to watch him. To be honest, like, I felt I felt that about Gibbs White last season, and yeah, I'm enjoying every single minute he plays at the moment. Um, yeah. yeah, he's finishing. Uh, you're right to mention this. He's, he's another one who is his uh, goals uh, exceed his expected goals now, which again was not quite the case last season. I think he was slightly behind, but yeah, um, yeah that's a good sign. The other big thing for him, of course, is we're now just. We now just don't bat an eyelid when he plays ninety minutes. Like it's you know that whole he can only do fifty, Break sixty out. minutes and then he's gone. Yeah, you know that's that's in the past and he's still we said affecting games. I think we said I think it might have been Liam actually. Obviously, do mainly pod with. I think he said that while Levery can't complete ninety minutes, we've got a chance of keeping him. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, now he's completing ninety minutes every game. But yeah, testament to him for his obviously his fitness has improved massively. And he, he does look like he looks like a player playing below below his level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so he's obviously, well, almost certainly going to be going to the World Cup with Senegal. He's, he's not a, he's not a starter for them yet. It'll be Saar and, uh, and Mane up top, I imagine. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's what? Because I I was re- like firmly on board the sort of notion of like I just I hope he go, you know I, I hope he goes and he plays and he has a good World Cup and Senegal you know get through to like the quarterfinals or something like that. But now I'm thinking, like, hang about. No, we want Senegal knocked out as soon as possible because yeah. I, I want this guy back in Sheffield. <laughs> as soon we as want, United start playing again, I want him in our team. We want Qatar to get the bribes out. <laughs> <laughs> beat him in because the, obviously they're in their group. Uh, Holland to beat him. Uh, is it the first game? I think it's the first game. They've got Holland. Holland beat him. They have a, you know, the, and then Qatari bribe him. And then uh, the last <laughs> game, they play and die, and he scores seven. Uh, but he's a dead rubber. <laughs> That's the dream. <laughs> yeah, uh, on a per- I guess for him, like personally, it would be awesome for him to go and like you know score a goal or something like that, like really impact have an, have an impact on the world stage. I mean, look for anyone who's sort of going like, oh no, we don't want everyone to know about Enjai. Like everyone knows about this guy now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, anyone who's wor- yeah. worth a damn in football is aware of this guy right now, and uh, his value is going up by the week anyway. Um, yeah, you, you sort of mentioned you don't. Th- Think anyone will take a chance on him in January, dear? Oh, oh, things might have changed. I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, I said this to you on Saturday that normally the Premier League, which is the only place he's going to go, you'd have thought maybe I only mean, suppose he could go abroad, but um, they normally buy ready-made players. You, mm. you, you people who spend big in January in the Premier League are normally people who are 
trying to survive relegation and they want a ready-made player in, right, this guy's going to keep us up, or they're fighting for the Champions League. For all how good Endai's been, I don't know if he's done enough so far to say someone like a, I don't know, a, a, a Villa will say, right, that's the guy we need to make sure we're not in relegation difficulties this season. But... At the same time, someone like Newcastle could just say, right, let's just throw 20 million at this guy and see how, see what we get from him. I can see, and obviously I mentioned this to you on Saturday, I can see a situation a bit like Liverpool with um, Carvalho Fulham last season where it's just like, all right, this guy might not be, it might not be the next uh, Diogo Jota or anything like that, but we, we, he's clearly you know, got quite a high ceiling. Let's just go and secure him now before mm-hmm. we get into a bidding war in the summer. And yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, if, if that's going to be the case, then ideally we'll get to as Fulham did, hang on to him for the rest of the season with a yeah. you know a transfer yeah. agreed. But and people will be disappointed. All... But that's that is football. If you're not mm-hmm. in the top league, you're not keeping all of your players. And I'm very, very confident that we are going to get well remunerated when he moves on because he yeah. is, yeah, he is a hell of a player. And uh, yeah, we've talked about him for a good amount of time there, I think. But he's, <laughs> he's worth it. That's just yeah. how damn good he is. Um, Flex started this game, and I thought did pretty well to be honest. Like a sort of, you know, a, a kind of six out of ten. It's good to see him back. He did what I want the Fleck to do, where where people were saying about... Well, I said against uh, Blackpool in particular, where we got just completely ran through the midfield. Mm. And I did say for every for all the people who criticised Fleck, you felt more, I felt more secure with Fleck in midfield, just simply because he puts a tackle in. And uh, mm. he did that really well, I think. He was, just, he was steady and, you know, not, not spectacular, but steady. And he's, you know, it's great to have him back, I think. Yeah, well, we we do need him, don't we? I mean, even even looking at the bench, it's basically it's him or McAtee at the moment, I suppose. Um, what did we do? Just trying to think what we did the other day uh, against Norwich. Doyle didn't start, did he? But Fleck did. Oh, it was Fleck and McAtee, that was it, wasn't Fleck, it? Yeah, Fleck, McAtee and Norwood. Yeah, I think yeah. the big thing is, obviously, Norwood's obviously an L's out, uh, obviously got a book in. Mm-hmm. Um, and Norwood's one-off from being suspended next. Really interested to see how we cope with Norwood not playing. Because I think... You play, maybe play Doyle there because he's so important to us. It's true. Yeah, badly would be my guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. Before? I think it'd be a real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, because even Berger's not fit, so you that would be the. He's not great in that position, as we know. He's not yeah. played great in that position, but that would be the the most logical change if Norwood was injured. But yeah, I, don't, I think that's going to be a a real conundrum if he does get booked. Yeah, I think Doyle will be fine filling in there. Just just to mm. clarify what I said, but um. Norwood's like just an absolute don this season, and he is. He's just uh, he is one of the better midfielders in the championship, and you, you take him out and try anyone else there. It's it's going to be a step down, but yeah, we, who knows? We we might. I feel like he did this. Did we talk about this last time? Where he, he was on yeah. a yeah, it was on the cusp of being suspended for like the entire season, and then just never got the other. He yellow never card. got booked. Yeah, they were they were all that lead up to the Leeds game, and everyone was saying we mm. need to drop him against Brentford because he's, if he gets booked for the Leeds game, he's going to be out, and he just never got booked for the rest of the season. Yeah, so Armadozic does get that fifth yellow card, as you said, and yeah. I do think that will come in because yeah, just the way he plays. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, I don't know. It was a, it was a little bit of a smart foul when he you know he got beat, and it was just like I'm just going to pull you back and stop you getting into a dangerous area. Um, I guess if you could choose, I'd rather he miss the Bristol City game than Burnley, yeah, which is obviously absolutely. Saturday. So yeah. we know we know he's going to be back for Burnley, so that's that's probably good. And hopefully Basham is uh, available to play right centre-back because he is substituted off late in this game. I swear he was, uh, well, feeling his groin, it looked like. 
you know. Mm. But, the first half, I thought it was sort of limping a bit, and mm. I was just like, God. Uh, Ekimon did say after uh, that he, he was taken off to save him for Fair enough. Uh, for, for Tuesday. So, you know that that means that he's going to be fit. He's done the press conference today as well, which if that means anything, I don't know. But, <laughs> you know, if, if, I suppose if he were injured, would it be? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows, yeah. Um, I suppose he has been rattling off the 90 minutes, Annie Basham, uh, in the last few weeks. So, um... so If he's not, I really don't know who's going to play there. Karen Gordon comes back in, maybe? Uh, so let's just think about this. So we had Ender Stevens made a, a, an appearance, his first one since the opening day of the se- season. Mm. He comes on for Basham. Uh, Jar Robinson also gets on. That was his... F- Good Lord, when... Was that his first appearance of the season? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, got injured pre-season, season. didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oof. Uh, so let's just think, if Basham's out, I think we'd probably have to play a back four, wouldn't we? But we won't do that. So yeah, probably Karen Gordon uh, at right, yeah. on the right, and uh, Jackie Longthrow on the left, I assume. Yeah, I think yeah. Jackie Longthrow's a cert to start uh, against Bristol, mm. City, which is the right decision for me. Good, because yeah, I, I would have started him in this game. However, I yeah, thought I Basham defensively had a very, very solid game. I thought he did some really good stuff in this game. Um, yeah, I think I think you know he's, he's not we all, we've criticised him a couple of weeks and uh, the past couple of weeks and stuff. But if you're asking me, I'd rather have Vatrim and Karen Gordon. Obviously, I'm going to pick Bashan just because of his experience and and the fact he's been there and done it. And yeah, I still think he'll be an asset for us this season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, someone else who is a substitute, uh, sadly, in both directions. Uh, a, a customary injury this time mm. strikes for Rian Brewster, and it looks like another hamstring injury, which is yep. extremely worrying. Given that he's basically missed like what did he miss like five months essentially with a hamstring yeah. injury? Yeah. It was like February to preseason basically when it. Um, yeah, and you could see it go. You know, it's one of them where he's, he's sprinting, and it just you can see it's gone, and he's obviously uh, cut up about it. And I'm. I'm pretty gutted for him as well, to be honest. It seems like I know he's not had a massive impact on his, um, well, at any point in his Blaze career, I suppose. But yeah, he seems like a really nice kid, and uh, that's that's devastating. I suppose the only yeah, Eckingbottom said he was close to tears. The only upside is you know if if it's just your standard hamstring injury and not like a Max Lowe, Reese Norton Davis hamstring injury. Uh, which you know, obviously, the trend there is that it probably is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> it probably yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is that way rather than you know your normal six weeks. Yeah, it? is it, if it's a normal hamstring pull, then he will only miss like three or four games and could potentially be good to go like when we resume again in December. Um, but yeah, that's it's sad, isn't it? I, I'm, it, I'm it just is. a bit good for I mean, him to be honest. We can't. I don't know what to say about the injuries anymore. I don't know. Obviously, the first thing everyone says, myself included, is, oh, this isn't normal. You know, we're getting too many hamstring injuries, but mm. it is what it is now. And, and you know, it, 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 that's three players who we've lost for a long, long time in mm. Wild Brewster and, and Norton Davis with the same injuries. And it is it is sad because, in Brewster in particular, I know he's not been fantastic. He's only got one goal this season. But, as you said, he just seems like a really, really nice, nice lad. And you want him to do well and to see him, like, pull up again and... He's going to have to like basically go back to the start to try and get himself fit again, and it's yeah, it's really yeah. Sad. No, it is, and I, I guess that just leaves us with um, Sharp and Kadra's attacking options, unless I'm missing. Yeah, anyone. I've seen people say, "Oh, should we get a Sula back?" I don't think we're nah. in that position yet. I think I mean, there's only four matches now, so yeah, yeah. I mean, Jebison will be back after the World Cup anyway. You'd have thought. I don't think he's is that 
series, is it? I know he's on crutches, but I don't think yeah, that's, that's well, not, actually, yeah, that's the, not uh, serious for us. He doesn't need an operation anymore, does he? That's what I meant, sorry, yeah. So I think he should be back. So I don't think, unless unless McBurney and Endai uh, get, get injured, God forbid, in the next couple of games, I think we've got enough with Sharp and Kadra in backup. Yeah, although McBurney is playing with his hernia, we should, we should reiterate. It's, I mean, it's amazing with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the source of all his powers. Yeah, um, yeah so that, that was really uh, just sad to see, I guess. Um, yeah, Brewster going off. And hopefully, who knows, maybe, maybe we'll get, we must be due one of these injuries not being as bad as initially feared surely like everyone we get seems to be a bad one so yeah fingers crossed yeah. That, uh, it'd be interesting by the way to see obviously Stevens back on the bench came on good to see him for all again another mm. player that we've criticised and he has regressed massively but we need the numbers if nothing else and it was good to see him back and I wonder if we'll see Kieran Clark on the bench on Tuesday because obviously they came back at the same time it seems yeah, he was he was photographed in training the other day, Clark. He, yeah. He's alive. He's alive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would um, that would be a, a boost, definitely. Uh, I, I I thought Osborne had another sort of steady game, to be honest. After his, um, I thought first off he got caught out quite a lot. I thought they exploited him, and Phillips got the better of him. But to no, be fair, that's fair, always sticks at it, and he and he does a few. He, he could have had a goal, obviously, when and I absolutely skins Livermore. It's Osborne mm. is at the edge of the area. You know, getting a shot across that get that that gets blocked, and I thought it was good. I think I think he gets into some really good areas going forward for a for a wing back. I think it's just mm. the other side and the the physicality of it that that I worry about. But you know, he's get. I think every game he's played since he's come back, he's got better in every one. Or well, he got he obviously were half and half against Norwich. This was the most consistent he's been since he's come back. I think. Yeah, I'd probably leave him there until I see something from Stevens. I guess. Would you do a swap there straight know, away? The, the five subs things for me, uh, I, 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 obviously I might get carried away with it, but would you play like even just 60 minutes, Stevens, and then 30 minutes? Is that the sensible thing to do or the other way yeah. around? So I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think we're asking, I still think we're asking a lot of Osborne to come back from these these two injuries that he's had That's at true. the same time. I forgot he'd been injured, to be fair. Yeah, to play 90 minutes, 90 minutes, 90 minutes, 90 minutes, you know, every every single time. So I do wonder if, Stevens coming in, even if it's just the last half an hour tomorrow uh, or something like that, might be. But we'll see. Mm, indeed. Um, did anything else happen in this game that we want to talk about? I'm just trying to think now. Oh, uh, Adam Davies. Mm. Mm, little bit. Uh, so I mean, presumably West Fodringham just comes straight back in, right, tomorrow night? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, just three games suspension. We read off earlier today, and Chad were like, "Oh, Wes misses another game," and now we're like, "Put him straight." Obviously, and Chad Buller, woo! <laughs> like really, like sort of excited about it. So I think like that 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 just goes to show how I think Davis coming in. I don't think he's been absolutely terrible or anything like that, but yeah. I'm hoping that because I, I did see a few people uh, before Wes got suspended saying, "Oh, Wes has not been the same," and he's not. You know, I think we've now seen how good Fodringham has been for us because Davis. Has been all right, but mm. there's a mistake there every single time. Yeah, he's, he's worried me uh, more often in these few games than I think Fodringham has mm-hmm. so far in the whole season. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 which is not. I think you're right. It's just been, he's he's played like what he is, which is our backup goalkeeper. That's it. Which yeah. basically, 
Save the shots you should save. Try not to kick one straight into Timu Puki that deflects into the back of the net. Um, let's save, save a penalty. Yeah, save if a you penalty. can. No, I'd look, I'd, I'd be if this guy were going to be if we're, if Fodringham got a long term injury, I'd absolutely be looking in the low market for a goalkeeper. If he's going to come in for a couple of games, I'm, that's fine. Yeah, I'd, uh, see, I'd probably disagree with you. There. I think if Fodringham did have a long term injury, I, I'd, I'd say let's just go with Davis. Like, let's let's see it. Yeah, yeah, let's see. I mean, he's you know he's come in and just played a few games. An international goalkeeper. He's, I know. know he's, yeah, he's got tons of experience at this level. It's just you know that was his first game for a year against. Uh, mm. Oh, sorry, against Coventry. Yeah, which he had absolutely nothing to do. And then, yeah, his first home game for us. I, I think he probably would be like av- at least an average Championship goalkeeper if he had to start every game for us. But. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I would put Fodringham's a number one, even though he doesn't wear number one, and Davies no. does. And <laughs> just uh, yeah, stick him back in there. But yeah, I don't know. It, it was a it was an okay performance. He gave me a few sort of ooh, like when he was not Robin Olsen or... standard of no, definitely mistakes. Not. I mean, he obviously came on for Villa uh, at nil nil against Newcastle and lost four <laughs> nil. So uh, my, brother, fair... my brother texts me that. I think I didn't see the highlights, but I think they got absolutely obliterated, didn't they, Villa? They did. It wasn't like yeah, he was dropping looked, it in the it... goal. There's no major mistakes there or anything like that from Olsen, but he did like yeah. obviously remind me like maybe I am being a little bit too harsh on Davis because <laughs> you know some of the things that Olsen did obviously were awful. So yes, indeed. Well, I, I'm obviously a, a goalkeeper defender here. I just I just give everybody the benefit of the doubt. It seems um, <laughs> Adam Reach came on for West Brom, which was like, yeah, this guy's still playing. Like, what's he doing mm-hmm. in the Championship still? I why, thought he why is he a team who at the start of the season want a promotion? Manchester scored, didn't I? <laughs> Did he? Was it him that put one? I think it were him who had the shot when he cleared off line. Yeah, I think I think it were him. Oh, uh, yeah. was it? Okay, yeah. Fair enough. That, that close range header worked. Armadodzic was like, rather rather than go and attack the ball two yards out, I'm just going to become at one with the goalpost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> create yeah. a barrier, essentially, and you shall not pass. But he did the job, old, uh, old Armadodzic, so nice one. Um, yeah. Do you want to just mention the the social media war? <laughs> that went on. Oh in this... yeah, uh, yeah. This was bizarre. This confusing. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously uh, Eckingbottom uh, clarified this. Well, he started it. Should I say not clarified it by saying <laughs> that uh, he, he he basically got his team to look on social media in midweek and he to try and get an idea. Obviously, he's a new manager. Try and get an idea of how they played, and mm. he said they thought they'd go for it at the back where the training videos came out on social media. So yeah, and it's bizarre because obviously we get. So there's a certain poster on S2, obviously, who leaks the team pretty much every week. And everyone's half the people like saying, no, it's fine. And the other half like say, everyone's going to be watching. And you always like laugh and say, oh, yeah, as if, you know, as if Carlos Coran's going to be looking at S2. Well, Eckingbottom has uh, <laughs> put, put the cat amongst the pigeons there. Yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't hired you. Or like, at least, uh, you know, chucked you a consultancy fee or something as soon as you're in, like, you know. I'm oh. waiting. I'm waiting here. <laughs> you're, you're in the dark web looking at uh, all these opposition forums and stuff. You you know, yeah. I, I presume you have, like, do you have accounts for all these? You've got, like, an account on the West Brom forums? Not all of them, no. Uh, not West Brom. If, if, if I don't, if I can look at this stuff without actually signing up, I don't bother. But there is, there's a lot of League One clubs make you sign up for some reason. I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, maybe this work. is maybe this is the next step for you. Actually, you should start masquerading as a poster on these forums. Be like, right lads, how do you think we're going to line up this week? That's a good, brilliant, yeah. <laughs> Who would you brilliant. say the weak links and the danger men are for, yeah, for this? Really this crap team? detective, like sort of. <laughs> hey guys, it's me undercover. <laughs> I was wondering, what goalkeeper do you think you're going to have in today? <laughs> uh, 
Um, one final thing on this game, which I had to laugh at, and I, I think everyone was laughing at it actually. But uh, and Jai taking, um, you know, thumping the badge or kissing the badge to oh, yeah. new yeah, level yeah, yeah, at yeah. full time because it fell off the shirt area in shambles, mate, yeah. at full time. <laughs> the I, jokes I, just write themselves. Yeah, I mean, I've not got the shirt. I like, I like how it looks, but I have heard it's pretty shoddy and i think we probably uh saw that <laughs> time. it was uh it was very funny I, I did enjoy him like uh holding it up to the fans the badge um but there you go that's uh a win over west brom very welcome i know they are right down at the bottom of the league but mm. ugh, if they if they're still somewhere near the bottom at the end of the season that is uh that is reprehensible based on the amount of money they have Invested and uh, yeah, parachute payments are drying up this season. I think I yeah, was the last season team. for them. I think you said mm. Livermore, you know, still there. Uh, Adam Reach, another one still there. Uh, the guy who came on, uh, Malouk Malumbi, uh, Malumbi, yeah, been, been there a while. Uh, Furlong's been there ages. Cal Bartley's still there. He didn't play Even Swift's like 30, I think now. Yeah, it, it, players who have been there a, a long, long time as well. Um, players who are they stale? We said this about United, didn't we? Under Slav, and mm. maybe they need to move, but. We'll see. We'll see. He's got a, he's got his uh, work cut out though. Carlos, Carlos had a dream. <laughs> Malumbi's only twenty three, by the way. So it's, it's not that old. Maybe did you mean someone else? Sorry, Coming I'm probably up. thinking of someone else. Yeah, someone else. yeah. Anyway, Martin Kelly. Sure, that's not the Martin Kelly. Is it? No, it is the Martin Kelly. Yeah, Martin the guy who's played for yeah, Palace. Yeah. 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 Um, what do I want to say about West Brom? Yeah, they, they're because uh, they they will. This will be their last year of parachute payments, right? Yeah, cause they, obviously Cause, we got three. They got two. So. Yeah, because they did not stay up. Uh, Ron Gourlay, their chief executive, mm, I'd be a bit worried if I was a West Brom fan, to be honest. He's, he sort of essentially trashed Reading, and it's the reason they have to, you know, have written approval from the AFL to sign players on free transfers. And uh, yeah, what, watch this space on West Brom. That's a. I don't know. That's been a how not to do relegation, I think. Yeah. Uh, which is saying something given how our last season in the Premier League went. I think, I think Phil and uh, I don't know who we're doing. Well, someone else for Four Blades went on a championship podcast before last season. Mm. And uh, West Brom fans were saying on that, so I'm really worried we don't go this season. And this was last season. So <laughs> uh, you can see why maybe they were so worried now. Uh, my hot take is they should have stuck with Ishmael, particularly if they're going to replace him with Blooming Bruce. But like they signed, they they built the squad to play ultra direct, you know, money ball style, get it in the mix of percentages type thing, and uh, then they just abandoned it. It was yeah, they, they lost their nerve basically. They, you know, all the underlying numbers said that they were like a top three team last season, even when they were starting to lose games. And I, I really think if they'd just ridden it out, they would. I don't know if they'd at least made the playoffs. I think is my bold prediction. But yeah. can it be a bold prediction? <laughs> my bold well, I mean, retrospective prediction. If you're going to get rid of it, don't get Steve Bruce in. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that, is, that is a shorthand way of summarising <laughs> what I just said. Yeah. Um, all right. A few, a few other final things, mate. Just before we wrap up, uh, did see? Yes, mate. First yes. career hat trick for Derby this weekend. And uh, I, I was um, I was really cheered by the outpouring of love from uh, mm. Blades fans on Twitter yeah. this weekend at this news. I mean, it just says it all, that doesn't it? About how how much respect uh, I'd love everyone to get him in the cup, Darby, in the third round. I know mm. we played, we, we we did get a match in the League Cup, didn't we? Um, but we, we didn't qualify. We lost West Brom, funnily enough. Uh, oh, yeah. And 
Yeah, we'd have, we'd have got Derby. But I'd love to third round of the FA Cup at home against Derby just for just to say goodbye to this magician. His goals were fantastic. The, the third oh, weren't they? Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if if anyone's not seen him, really, I really do recommend uh, looking up the highlights for that game because yeah, fan- fantastic finishes, and uh, yeah, he's he's Mister Popular at Derby, and he'll always be Mister Popular at Bromel Lane as well. Um, Bristol City, mate, you're uh, you and Eggy are going, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why. Uh, how many other? Did you get tricked I, into it or something? I, you lose yeah, a bet? I, it's one of those. I'm gonna be all right when at Bristol City. Now I am looking forward to it, especially after the win. Um, because mm. I think if we'd have got if we'd have lost against West Brom, this would have been huge. Because it's true. Because Bristol City, not a team you imagine going to be at the top end. I don't think they'll go down, but that would have been absolutely massive to try and get three points. I think, um, and I probably take a point now after the win. It's not ideal, but I, I just want to get through these next four games, and you know, nine points would be fine, or seven would be all right. You know, not not perfect, but we'll still be in there. I just want to be in with a chat, uh, not too far off the pace, at least of the top two. By the time the World Cup comes around, mm. uh, I, uh, I I I think I'd be disappointed with a draw tomorrow night. They're, they're mm. not a particularly good team. However, if you well, could, yeah. if you guarantee me four points from the next two, then obviously I would uh, yeah. be delighted with that yes. outcome. Yeah, um, well, I'm doing the view from. I'm going to post it tonight because uh, I just didn't get enough views yesterday to, to post it, and they're not very confident to be completely honest. They've got a lot of injuries as well. Actually, they've had they've had a flu mm. bug going through the squad. Uh, a lot of their players missed the Swansea game due to that. So, they play with mm. a makeshift backline, but they don't know how many is going to be fit or not. So, uh, can they can they try and not give it to us? Like we've got enough problems. <laughs> Imagine that. That'd be the next thing, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> can, you can can you still postpone with COVID? Do you know what? I'm not sure because. Um... Sorry, this is going. This is going a bit uh, off the rails here, I suppose. But um, like, uh, the, the, there's a cricket World Cup going on at the moment, and one of the Australian players uh, has COVID and has symptoms. I mean, and he was all set to play against England, but um, yeah. uh, it got cancelled anyway because it, it, it rained basically, so it was abandoned. But yeah, I was like, hang about, what? He's got COVID, and they're just going to go ahead and play the game? Like, I, I don't know. But uh, maybe protocols are different in football than uh, cricket. Yeah, I, I mean, like but... I said, I don't know. I imagine that. We'll soon see in December when it comes roaring back. Uh, but I don't, I don't think you'll get away with it anymore. I don't, I don't think it'll be. I imagine a lot of clubs will probably just hide the fact that they've got COVID if they, if they feel okay. I love a bit of uninformed COVID speculation, mate. That's uh, yeah, that's, that's that's well, you know, yeah, that's our wheelhouse, isn't it? Yeah, I've been on Twitter a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> Bristol City mid-table attack. They scored a lot of goals, but uh, I think they've really outperformed their XG. Um, God, they scored two goals, only two goals less than us. You know, in fact, we're da, 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 da. there's only us and Burnley have scored more goals than them. Bizarrely, yeah, they've got um, Conway and uh, the other dude up from uh, Wells. Yeah, um, and I uh, know there's a lot of hype about Conway. I listened to the Not Top Twenty podcast. Uh, a couple of weeks ago and they mm. were saying like he's the one to watch out for this season maybe to as a breakthrough season mm. uh, defensively they've been really poor uh, bottom five defence on expected goals and uh, yeah I'm just scrolling now well, are they well, considered the most in the league I think they oh Hull, only Hull have considered no. more than they have yeah they're a joke so, uh, <laughs> but, uh, and, but yeah the, their fans were basically saying they played well against Swansea um, but they are apparently good against possession sides. I think they had twenty four percent possession against Swansea, hmm. uh, but they, they had the more chances. Uh, but they really, really struggle with physical, you know, high balls into the box and stuff like that. 
So come on down, I'll let me Your your time is now. Yeah. Um, well, I hope you enjoy it, mate. Are you, you getting? Uh, well, what time are you are you getting to Bristol? I'm not sure. I, th- I, I, I get getting taxi from like our end about half past twelve or something. I think it's about half one. Coach, about three and a half hours. Uh, yeah, hopefully get there and uh, be drunk enough to uh, enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, nice. it's, it's not bad, Ashton Gate. I've, I've bizarrely, have uh, I have, but as a neutral, bizarrely, um, I was at a like a this is bloody ages ago work conference in bath i think and um, oh, yeah. is it, wait is bath even remotely near to bristol uh, i don't know i, <laughs> I go past pretty much every year when i go to Glastonbury, bristol yeah. uh, so that, that's the only thing like i sort of associate it with this, this is great content yeah it's <laughs> brilliant i mean i'm in tra- i'm on edge of my seat yeah where, where, where the bloody <laughs> hell is bath oh, it's not that far yeah, yeah it's not that far so i must i must have got my details right anyway i went to see bristol city versus birmingham city right. and i yeah. only remember this because i I'm pretty sure this is right. Lee Trundle was playing for Bristol City. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that. that yeah, and he he lobbed the goalkeeper from about fifty yards. Like keeper sort of. Uh, yeah. There's one of them where he comes charging out and like half clears it, and uh, yeah, just chips it in from about fifty yards. It was Lower league legend Lee Trundle. I don't know. What are Forty six now. That's. Oh, mind you, he looked about that at the time, didn't he? Like. <laughs> <laughs> According to Wikipedia, he's still playing. By the way, for. Uh, some I don't know is this a Welsh team? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think he ever relied on his pace that he old Lee Trundle. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's, it's certainly uh, what's the word uh, phrase? Nom- nominative determinism when your yeah. name fits. There we go. That's a nice highbrow way to it. Just, just a massive tangent. I noticed. I didn't realize Lee Tomlin. Tomlin, yeah, had resigned, uh, retired. Uh, you know, uh, Doncaster used to play for Peterborough. Oh yeah, you're only thirty-two. Yeah, it's another one I thought was like a hundred years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that just reminded me of him. <laughs> <laughs> nice, complete, absolutely nothing to do with this game whatsoever. Um, the two Lees there, but uh, there we are. Um, yeah, I hope you, uh, I hope you enjoy, mate. Hope the blades bring us back three points, and uh, yeah, then Burnley. I mean, win, lose, or draw. Burnley on Saturday is a. That's a, a a big old game that one, and that's one to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they've lost one game. Burnley, yeah, brilliant. I know, they're, they're starting to win now as well, aren't they? Yeah. I think they, they drew like every game Did basically. You win it. Beg your pardon. Did you happen to win the league? Mm, no, I didn't. Uh, I think I had Norwich. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I, I thought too much uncertainty with Burnley. I didn't know if they'd yeah. be good or not. So I. Well, it's still I, early days. It's still early days. I mean. I think they've got Blackburn, aren't they, tomorrow in the in the big derby game? Oh, you might be right. Yeah, mm, uh, so. yeah, they have. Uh, no, sorry. Oh. Um, no, they got Rotherham. Where have I got Blackburn? I'm sure they've got they, Blackburn. they play them in. They play them in a couple of weeks. Uh, the week after us. All oh, right, because that's good for us, obviously, because obviously they've got to drop points. One of them, Blackburn, obviously above us still as well. So I can't handle Blackburn winning more games than anyone in the league. Two two games more than any other team in the division is just. They play one more though, aren't absurd. they? I think. Than most teams, yeah. One more yeah. than us, but yeah. yeah. Same amount as Burnley. Stupid. Anyway, let's uh, let's wrap up there, mate. Do you want to uh, do you want to plug your various various content? You said you got another uh, article coming this week in the pinch. Yeah, I've got a pinch article on Friday, which is the social media review in uh, October, even. Um, very depressing because obviously we only won one game. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, people we... probably read it now in a good mood because we we won at West Brom. Yeah, I saw uh, the oh, beautiful Downtown Bromwell Lane podcast came out today. Um, 
which I'm going to listen to, but I thought, God, I bet that's depressing, because like, they go through the entire month. Oh, uh, yeah, they do it sort of monthly, don't they? Yeah, they do a monthly thing, so I'm like, oh, God, I bet that were hard work to do. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, well, hopefully this time tomorrow we can look back at that month and smile about it and laugh about it. But, uh, yeah, so I've, <laughs> I've got that. I've got West Bromview out, who were, uh, yeah, just really upset with their own team. And uh, mainly episode is Noel's house party this week. Classic. Classic. Or is it? That's the. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it was, it was definitely my uh, preferred viewing over Blind Day on a Saturday evening, anyway. But um... It, um, a, a manic show uh, is all I'll say. But you can get uh, <laughs> you can follow us at uh, Living with Made One if you want to. Uh, yeah, if you want to listen to that. Fabulous stuff. All right, mate. We'll finish there. Enjoy. Uh, have a have a safe trip to Bristol. I hope you have a very good afternoon and evening there and uh, yeah let's let's hope for a, another win for the blades because that really will set things up nicely for the weekend but um yeah enjoy yourself mate thank you for your time i will catch up with you soon thanks a lot mate cheers <laughs>